Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I, I like to think of it as quite a cinematic run. Nice. Because um, it will get to run essentially along the runway of the city airport. If we're lucky, um, and a plane will take off or land and we'll think that we're in the opening credits of a uh, Tom Cruise movie. Nice. <laughs> or the end of Heat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, yeah, God, yes, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're hearing the voice of David Whitney. Welcome to Running Commentary. Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, um, Apologies that Paul Tonkinson's not here. I'm afraid listeners are missing him, although they're going to love you. But um, he's injured, right? And you've got to help me not encourage him to run, because he really needs no excuse. (laughs) He'd have gone, no, yeah, it's fine, and hobbled and (laughs) put himself on the bench for another six months. So... uh, and get, get well soon, but not too soon, Tonks. But we, this is really auspicious, isn't it? Because, as you say, we're down by the Blooming Thames Barrier, they say, as I turned right, and there it is in front of me, shining like the sun. Well, it's a bit shiny. Shining like the sun was a bit much. If the sun was out. It <laughs> yeah, it's shining much more like a kind of old fridge. But, um, <laughs> uh, and uh, we, uh, we actually saw each other. Can we do, what's happening here? So I'm going to stop and take a picture, pretending that I'm not also stopping for the sake of the back of my left thigh. Because we saw each other um, at a brilliantly auspicious moment on the uh, Vitality Big Half Marathon on Sunday. Indeed. I just really got over the start line. Yeah. And you were about 8K in. Yeah, yeah, because it was all in waves, wasn't it? Yes. So, uh, yeah, it was that same bit they have in the London Marathon where you're going in opposite directions along just uh, east of Tower Bridge. And there you were. Yeah, it was nice. And I think we were both pretty happy, despite yeah. being at different stages in the run. Yeah. And so, and I was looking for a good old debrief. So here we are. How was it for you? It, I, I loved it so much. I, um, uh, it was my first ever mass participation race. Right. And uh, I took up, well, I say I took up running at the beginning of lockdown, but... I went a run for a run with you. The problem with these ons, the second you get a little uh, stone between the oh, they've got clouds, the cleats are too big. you start going. 
Yeah, that's. And I've just taken my keys out of my pocket. We've all got a lot less clacky. Yeah. So, yeah, I was going to say, you, you took up running last year, but we went for a we, run. Yeah, about nine years ago, oh, Edinburgh. Yeah, I was working out how long ago it was. Yeah. It was blooming ages ago. Yeah, 2012, I think it was. My goodness. It was a good run. It was. I, I was not able to keep up with you on that day. Because, <laughs> um,. I was quite fit in my 20s. Yeah. And then when I took up stand-up, it all went to absolute shame <laughs> of just lager and nachos and late-night food the, and the, the, the availability of lager and pasties when yes. you're doing stand-up is a problem that's not as widely discussed as it should be. <laughs> it's, it, it's not a healthy regime. But I think also we were saying that, I mean, it's true, I was newly very keen on running and you were looking to get back into yeah. it, but we also had different fitnesses because I was developing a bit of distance uh-huh. and you were very into, uh, <laughs> here's me quite clearly remembering a conversation yeah. from nine years ago, but you were um, more of a hills and short distances yes. kind of uh, r- rugby fitness. Sure, yeah, so I... At the time, lived not far from here on a boat in uh, Blackwall Basin. Yeah. And there were these steps that went up to Canary Wharf. So you and I was doing shuttles up, up and down those steps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, during the sort of t- 10 years, more than 10 years, doing stand-up, I had lots of sort of false starts of trying to get back into fitness. Yeah. Because I, I went to both my parents in the army and I went to military school. So I was fit as a younger man, but yeah. it had gone. You spent, you spent your childhood running around in circles holding a gun up above your head like you do in films. <laughs> I, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a lot different. Uh, the school I went to, there was a lot of uh, running in the rain, carrying very heavy backpacks. <laughs> yeah. And um, But uh, what lockdown... So silver lining was it gave us all time, didn't it? So, yeah. so what in the past would be, oh yeah, I'm getting back into it, and then two yeah. weeks later you didn't know where your fucking shoes were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you've just got to fit it in around day to day life. Exactly. I got through that pain barrier yeah. of being able, actually being able to go for a run and it not being like the centerpiece of your week as a sheer 5k felt like doing an Ironman Um, but the other thing is I think that lockdown was really well timed for everyone there being kind of the cultural awareness that running is good for us it seems kind of obvious but obviously it's physically good for us and it's also there's a luck in the middle ground where it's all to do with getting outside and then there's the third point which is pretty much everyone gets now that running's really good for your mental health. Yes. So, because uh, yeah. And it is, but could, it, you process, there's something so holistic about it that going to a weight room isn't. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or doing a high-intensity interval work. That That's right, and I still think, and like you were saying about running when you were younger, I still think the dialogue around running, I mean, I think it's really changed and it's really great, but I do think that it, 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 all, it still always bears repeating because there's the sense of impact and power. And, but, you know, there's, a, there's always a fine line between training and punishment. Yes. Plus, lots and lots of people would consider a run it's a punishment. <laughs> yes, which yeah, is, very you know, much which so. Which it quite hard to describe. Um, so it's lockdown and you were, were you, li- you were living here then, well, where you are now. Yeah, well, I live... Well, the beginning of lockdown, I lived up near your neck of the woods. I was in Highgate. Oh, yeah. Um, but um, uh, I just couldn't afford to keep that flat. It was, you know, 
to be honest, I was overstretching myself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Overlooking Hampstead Heath with my measly road <laughs> comics money anyway. That's right. <laughs> um, so when lockdown happens, I, uh, um, a friend of mine owns a house in Limehouse and I, I now rent her attic. Yeah. Um, Oh, good! But you still get to be the the uh, you know the tortured artist. You're yes, a, you got yourself a garret. Oh no, I, I love it. That's exactly <laughs> what, how I refer to it because it's a 200-year-old house. I feel like I might be living in a room that one of the Ripper victims might have. Well, there's some art. There's a huge statue in the middle of the road up there. Yes, nice. It's, I think it's, it's kind of the official entrance of the city airport. Oh, I see. Yeah. So that's the statue of someone waving those two little lightsabers they use to get the planes to land. Yes, exactly. I'm not, I'm, I'm not <laughs> that hot on aerial engineering. So you moved to Limehouse. Yeah. Well, right in lockdown. Yes, uh, right. June 2020. Yeah. Uh, so it had three months of lockdown up in Highgate. Yeah. And that's when I started running. And um, obviously, every direction I went from the flat was uphill. Yeah. So, so not many places in London you have that problem. Yeah, so yeah. Our friend uh, Jared Christmas always has that trouble, particularly when, like you're saying, he's trying to, you know, don't run for three months and yeah. go for a run. His first five minutes of any run yeah, is up just, a hill. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> hell. Um, but uh, when I moved to Limehouse, Every day, you know, just running up and down the Thames. <laughs> yep. I said, oh, God, I've got a lot fitter very quickly. No, the ground's got flatter, David. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, now, I remember that when we did that run in Edinburgh, we uh, found, and I think it was quite new to me, the, um, there's, I'm going to get a picture of that statue now. Another excuse to stop. As soon as we started, I had this yesterday as well, and it's fine, but the back of my left thigh just goes, it's not, it doesn't really feel... I get a bit close in that. Bar won't be in your way. Are we going that way? Okay. <coughs> Healthy. So, um, yeah, it's like a, my, uh, it's not like an injury. It's like a sports massage thing. But oh. my, uh, yeah, my thighs are going, no, which is kind of fun. <laughs> there it is. Welcome. Um, so you were saying you, so you felt a lot fitter. I was going to say when we were in Edinburgh. He went off down the Innocent Railway. Yes. Which is a great yeah. flat place to run. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, a lot of times around the end, where you think you're going to have to go up and down Arthur's Seat, or even the Meadows is sure. not exactly flat. I do, I do enjoy going up and down Arthur's Seat. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's um, even just as a walk. Yeah. Something, something beautifully primal about Salisbury Crag and. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know any... Oh, this is wonderful. As we go along here, we're going... Uh, the, there's a huge flyover kind of lifting up on our left and uh, revealing the dock on the other side of it and the water spreading back to the city, which actually is twinkling in the sunshine. Yes, it is. Yeah, nice. Always thought this Millennium Mill here looks like the most incredible venue for a horror movie. It's very... Uh, it's just a, a little bit of the old Docklands, isn't it? It's a little yeah. bit Long Good Friday. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Arthur's Seat and Salisbury Crags, it's, it's basically a proper mountain in a park yeah. that you can get up and down. I mean, in the middle of a city. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Weir, you know, who used to do those lovely little um, short films, just, he's like a travel journalist. He uh, would wander around Scotland saying, I'm here doing this. He's got a brilliant one around there. And he quotes some uh, Austrian mountaineer who came to uh, Edinburgh. And they said, how long do you think it would take you to get up that? And he said... Uh, 
oh, I assume, you know, two and a half hours. And he's like, no, 25 minutes. It's just there. It's right, yeah. <laughs> yes, it does look a lot more dramatic. Yeah. But it's quite dramatic enough. Yeah. So you, you got into the running. It's fit into your day-to-day. So what's your kind of regular run from uh, around here? So, I, well, this is one of my favourites. I like to take the DLR somewhere yeah. and then run back. Lovely. Um, there's a nice 10K square yeah. on four canals, which is quite nice. Yeah. Just up the Grand Union. Turn left into Hackney, turn right into Hackney Wick, yep. then get on the Lee, and then onto the Lee Bridge cut, uh, the Limehouse cut. Yes. And it brings you right back to the place you started in the Limehouse face. And that's a nice 10k. Yep. But I know some of that, I know the top edges of that. Yeah. So, yeah. It, um, but uh, in the night, nicer days when people have been staying at home. They've, they've been very crowded. Of course. Uh, paths. Yeah, I didn't do many tow paths in 2020. It was just a bit, uh, yeah, just too crowded. Um, but here, it's, just, um, it's nice being by water, isn't it? Always, Something yeah. tranquilly see- easing about it. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's primal. I think you can get a bit of big sky and a bit of big water, particularly if you spend, it's a... Uh, it's medicine for some kind of outside vitamin that we lack from living in London, you know? So once you can find a space where, yeah, you just get a bit of sky and sea, not that this is the sea, then you just feel better about it, don't you? I, um, when I was at drama school back in the late 90s, uh, just a couple of years ago. Yeah, just a few, yeah. Still, still young, still a new act. <laughs> um, I used to run up and down the Lee from the Leebridge Road. Yeah. Uh, so northwise to Tottenham. Yeah. And I don't think I'd have got through drama school without that bit of water being on my doorstep. Yeah, yeah. The, um, it was such a, an emotionally torturous time. Yeah. Uh, being able to just get out and go for a run up a canal yeah. uh, cleansed you and got you ready for the next fight, as it were. Yeah, something so simple about it. It's about, it connects to what we're saying about running mental health, the fact that life can be so up and down. Yeah. So, like, you know, imagine that, I'm assuming there were highs, yeah. highs and lows of drama school, yeah. and then you just flatten it off with a run. And if you actually get the line between water and sky, yeah. it's literally flat isn't it it's leveling off your yes all your all your highs and lows so that's uh that's worthy of shelly that type of imagery there Rob. (laughs) what hugh bennett (laughs) that's about the most obscure reference i've ever done yes which is saying something i mean it's my own fault (laughs) we love a romance poet yeah yeah (laughs) i prefer mary to percy bish all right but let's not dig into it you know let's not fight it So, so you were running then, though, which is good. Yeah. And then, so a bit like Tonks, you you let it slide a little bit, and then. Well, I, mean, I, I let it slide a lot. I mean, right. A good fifteen years of uh, being a late night Soho beer munch yeah. monster, and um, yeah, it was long overdue, and I was very overweight. I'm still carrying probably about an extra stone that I shouldn't be, uh-huh. but. I was able to get rid of about two stone at the beginning of lockdown. Great. And uh, you just feel everything works better. (laughs) You know, um, just you're happier. It's nicer. And also, it was such an incredible um, sort of community. Uh, Just 
like posting my early right runs online and Tonks offered lots of words of encouragement. Yep. You know, I gigged with Tonks probably like, you know, three, four dozen times over the years. Yeah. But <laughs> I would say we've we've never chatted as much like real friends than no. when we talked about running. Well, you say it's an incredible community and it is, as comedians, it's hilarious because, of course, we know and love all the comedians, but it is a dry, cynical yes. <laughs> scene. Yeah. And then you start talking to runners, people, even people like you say, people you already knew, or complete strangers. And people are just so much more likely to say, well done, I support yeah. you. <laughs> I, I remember I did a joke on Twitter early, a few years ago now, but it's sort of connected to this. And someone said... Nice one, Rob. That's a really good joke. And I just thought, well, that's never happened before. <laughs> and I like to think that wasn't because yeah. it was the first good joke I'd sure. ever done. It's because I was talking to runners. Right, yeah. <laughs> well, I've joined a, jun- a runners club. Yeah. Uh, London City Runners. Lovely. And they, they could not be a nicer group of supportive people. And it's very easy to measure your run in numbers because you know we've paid for expensive pieces of kit to strap to our risk to give us the numbers yes, yeah. but you know when we all went for a drink after the big half we're all congratulating everybody but everybody's got their own you know you know some guys that were doing 120 somethings yeah and some people who were doing trying to break the two hour mark yeah 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 but you're all the numbers in relation to each other, irrelevant. The That's number right. is only important on your own journey. And yeah, your own and, it, and, and even then, it's just the yardstick. It's something to work against. It isn't the, it isn't the reason. It's the, yes. it's the measure. Yeah. And uh, was it the club that got you into the uh, big half then? Uh, yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, uh, they do runs to and from um, a archway on the Bermondsey Beer Mile. Right. Um, <laughs> But to be honest, then, although I love doing those and obviously get to have a beer afterward with a load of lovely people, yeah. but they're Wednesday night track sessions and my new, my new heroine, my new crack pipe. <laughs> I absolutely love it. So you really push it. You're doing sort of proper, yeah. yeah. Wow. And that was that tied in? Did you do it with a group of people who didn't big half then? And, what, and if so, what was, your, um, what was your training schedule? Well, I was doing these Wednesday night track sessions and then I would do my own long runs and my own recovery runs on my own mm-hmm. and um, on the day until the pub afterwards I kept myself to myself I mean there is part even in a mass run running being a solitary pursuit about yeah. you yeah you know you, you and your pain cave <laughs> <laughs> yeah I don't want anybody else in my pain cave no that, well, that's, uh, <laughs> and I don't think too many people would be interested in visiting <laughs> no I don't think so either um, so yeah on the day beforehand and during the run I kept myself to myself yeah some people run as groups as fours and fives and stuff but most people I think you know were pursuing their own their own uh, journey on the day, their own objectives. And what was your longest training run? Uh, oh, here's I, a plane landing. Here we go. Hey. KLM. Nice. Nice. KLM plane. <laughs> They're just landing from the Netherlands. Um, I'd done quite a few full halves. Yeah. So I'd done the distance quite a few times. Oh, that's good. But um, I did it so much faster than <laughs> yeah. I could not believe it. Well, that's it. the way to do it, isn't it? Because it, it does carry on, doesn't it, the formality oh. of an event. And I you did, you were wise to do the whole distance because I, I always, when I did my first half, I'd run 10 miles 
uh, well, I've run double figures time there, but actually, particularly if you are sort of going for speed, then it's just around there that you really start running out of fuel. So it's worth having experience with that. But yes, yeah, so what, we, what time were you going for and how did it play out? So uh, I was, ju- you know, first event, I was just going to break two hours. Yeah. And um, my, my game plan <laughs> was... Um, Which is impressive, by the way, breaking two hours. That's not nothing. Um, my game plan was, because I'd known that I'd go off too fast in things before. Yeah. Um, and um, so my game plan was to do the first 2K utterly for an easy effort. Yeah. No, not look at my watch at all. <laughs> and just, you know, have... Um, I'm obsessed by a running coach called Shane Benzi. Oh, yeah. Who wrote The uh, Lost Art of Running. Nice. And I would just sort of repeat bits of his his book into my head about running with the elasticity, having cadence, good good bounce and stuff, but yep, no yep. effort. And then after I'd given myself those first two Ks to get, to not get carried away, yes. I would then start looking at my watch yep. to keep it under two hours. I'm prepared to bet at this point that when you looked at your watch, I was you, doing, you were going really fast. I was doing my 5K time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I broke my 10K BB at 10K and thought, oh, I fucked this. <laughs> There's no... I only recently did this speed for the first time ever in my life and then stopped. And now I've got another 11.1 kilometers to go. But yeah, just the... The joy of the event and the, uh, you know, absolutely, just I a felt, lovely feeling of everyone. I felt very similar. Off we go. Uh, too slow with the camera. Yeah. Come on, dearie. You can get it. You can get it. There it goes. Off above Whitney. We might get another one as we go over that flyover. Yeah, yeah, good. And uh, just get, um, take my breath away ready. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh City Airport. I remember getting a plane out of there, oh, God, going doing some gigs in Luxembourg. It all felt very high. Oh, end. Yeah, because you just, yeah, it just feels so. Just come through, sir. No need to keep. <laughs> yeah, just walk on. Yeah. It's basically like James Bond. Don't you just yeah. stroll across the tarmac. Yeah, you make your martini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I had a very similar experience at the uh, in the first half of the big half. I had uh, it was Zoe Lyons the other day. I mean, everyone knew that I needed new shoes, and I was waiting. I was waiting on funds. Right. <laughs> I know that. And, yeah, and I got some, and I thought I have to have new shoes for this event. And I went out and I got these uh, Nike Zoom Pegasus, nice. which are apparently <laughs> the funny thing is they don't have the structure that my old Nikes had. Right. And I was thinking, oh no, I was working pretty well with structure, and then I was like, Rob, your structure wore out about eighteen months ago. Your shoes are like socks, because right. <laughs> I wore them to dust, you know. Sure. So actually, these are well, they're absolutely lovely, and uh, I'm probably going to get some structured ones as well. What, what, for my marathon. When you make structure, I've got like a support in the in the front, in the ball of your foot, and in oh, the arch, right. which I didn't used to need, and then a couple of years ago, after injury, I found it really uh-huh. helped. So, you know, it's all very uh, specific. Yeah, left to my own devices, I could properly bankrupt myself on trainers. <laughs> well, I'm literally, I'm on the brink of having two pairs for everyday use for the first time, right. which I'm sure many a runner would go, God, Rob, join the club. It's about time. <laughs> but, but 
having said that, it was great to get these. They're really nice. And uh, I literally, I think, because they've got a bit of that vapor fly technology. Uh-huh. See, they're a little bit pointy at the back. Yeah. And uh, So they've, 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 they've got the the rocking forward motion yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. I, think, I literally think that's why my thighs hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and I was with some people I knew on the start line, but I was saying, we're going to be taking it nice and slow. You, you know, don't, don't wait for us. So I said, have a good one. As it started, and of course, just through the funnel and onto the, over the line, you know. And when I went over the line, I started running. It was basically coming to where you just said you were from a completely different angle. Because I just, oh, I just let go see how it's going. And honestly, it was like, oh, wow. So I just went off. I couldn't help it. I just yeah. went off. I thought, I'm going really fast. It's like, yeah. yeah, but I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So I just stayed with it. And just, you know, cruising along, looking at people, um, keying in with other people. Of course, when you key in with other people, I don't know about you, but yeah. the people you think of yourself as running next to or running as fast as, yeah. you know, you, you do not aim high. Yes. <laughs> I, mean, I think I'm running a similar kind of marathon to that guy. Yeah. Is that Elliot Kipchoge? <laughs> it's really like that. And then, but the other weird thing, and I did the same thing, I got to 5K uh, and thought, ooh, that's pretty much park on pace. Uh-huh. And I got to 10K. I didn't have that much of a plan, except I thought, I'm, I'm doing this, um, I'm doing two marathons and a half marathon in October. Wow. So it's park. Which ones? Um, London, then the Royal Parks half, then Yorkshire, right. uh, Sunday, 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 which is going to be great, but obviously yeah. I've got to be careful, shaping up to doing an ultra next summer. And uh, Which ultra? Uh, race to the Stones. Oh, wow. Yeah. So my plan for this one was it's the last time I was sort of allowed to run for speed. You know? Yes. From here, it's all right. It's all miles until sure. the last, yeah. until the last marathon. And then, if I feel good for Yorkshire, yeah. I'll try and do a good time marathon. Not a good time marathon. Not that kind of marathon. <laughs> <laughs> marathon with good times, sir. <laughs> um, uh, so, uh, yeah. So basically, I was my only thing to myself was that if I did do it a bit fast, I was going to let myself off. Uh-huh. So, and then I hit that 5k and thought, yeah, going pretty fast. But then I got to, like you, I got to 10k. And that would be very much around the time I saw you. And I think that was, it was not nothing. We totally, oh yeah, that's the runway, isn't it? Oh, come on, someone take off. Yeah. Take Is off anything coming us. to land? Is there? No. Nice though. And if you create some pallets in the foreground, just to give it context... <laughs> um, what was I going to say? The um, when we saw each other, it yeah. wasn't. It was. It was a little flag that we're having a good time. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Because I definitely was around 10k at that point. And yeah. I thought, well, that's 10k. I'm cracking along, and I feel really good. There's a lot of people overtaking, but I felt like it was quite. Um, I had this kind of quite good psychological thing uh-huh. whereby. I felt like, one, there's people coming through in waves. Uh-huh. So super fast runners who started 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later. But were the waves slightly about your predicted arrival time? I think they were, but it was loose. Right. So there's a lot of blending going along. I mean, you started significantly after me. And yeah. We ran not massively different times. Right. But, I, but then maybe that's because you predicted... But it, yeah, I predicted to be a lot slower. Yeah. Well, me and Paul went and did the Golden Stag Mile the other week. 
And uh -huh. we suddenly realised that when you when you do your time for the Golden Stag Mile, you are a ambitious. <laughs> uh, you, you're realistic about what you're going to get. Right. You know. So if you're going to run it in five five minutes and twenty five seconds. You get in that race. Yeah. Whereas we were there hoping we could do it in under six minutes, knowing it would take us about six and a half. Right. And everyone else who's signed up for the under six minutes race yeah. is going to do it in under six minutes. Right. <laughs> so we came, a, we came a celebrated last. But the reason we did that is because uh, the, uh, with uh, half marathons and marathons, you aim... You, you, you say, oh, yeah, I'll just probably only do this, and then you can smash it, can't you? Yes. I suppose it well, in every yeah. I, I, I've signed up for um, uh, Richmond half and Hackney half, and half of me wishes me wishes that I'd done slightly slower in my first one. Because so, <laughs> I've set myself... The low-hanging fruit of a yeah, baby. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, I've set myself... Well, I think you've just got to let yourself have it. I've been noticing recently, I'm, I'm quite... Um, it's a bit like a new dawn in that way, because I'm fit after lockdown, getting back out there and getting some times which, if not, if unlikely to trouble my PBs, they're getting back in the same kind of realm. And it's an interesting comparison, because you find yourself thinking, oh, that was good, but I had a good time, it's really relaxed. Maybe if I go harder, I could do better. It's like, let it go. It was good. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The line of yours doing an impression of Tonks <laughs> on the episode where you had the... Uh, uh, the hilarious Eleanor Tiernan on. <laughs> and she was talking about her 5K PB. Yep. And Tonks had offered her some advice. 
and you, and you said, what did he say? If you make your legs go faster, you go quicker. <laughs> if you make them go round faster, you go quicker. <laughs> and I think that goes through my mind probably every other run. Yeah, yeah. It's spectacular <laughs> advice. Like most of Tuntumas. <laughs> I did a uh, 5K time trial yeah. at, um, uh, <laughs> on the track. And somebody said to me afterwards, it was great that we paced each other. And I was like, I wasn't aware of anything. <laughs> I didn't know you I wasn't aware of, I wasn't aware of the sky. <laughs> it was 5K on a track. I had nothing in front of me but a point on the horizon. <laughs> nice. Well, whatever, it's actually whatever gets you there. You now, this is where we started. But we can just keep going along the DLR and finish whenever we want well because there's a stop every two kilometers nice well i don't want you to go too much further because um it is a recovery run yes it is how far have we run so far today uh i started mine a bit late so i think we've done about seven okay so that's k dear listener yeah and uh um what you said you've booked in for, for more marathons what are they and where? two half marathons uh richmond half and hackney half oh yeah yeah I was looking at the, I don't know if it's part of the same festival, but the Richmond um, Run Through Festival is a, oh, okay. is this a is Run a, Fest Festival. I've got advertised uh, a uh, Let's Do This Run, which is a 10K in uh, Kew Gardens. And uh, sounds really good, but. Yes, I think that's on the same weekend. It's at 20 past 8 in the morning. Right. Yeah. And it's in Kew Gardens. Yeah, it's a long way away. Oh, I can't, can't do it. I could sign up for it, but I'd just end up yeah. not turning up. <laughs> <laughs> So, and what's it yet? So, what's the other one again? So is your bike down here? Is My it? bike is just near right. the park. Let's go. I think there. we can get through there. Let's go, yeah. You're in charge. So, and then it was lovely, of course. The other thing about the big half was it was such a big event. There's so many people, you know, really tapped into that excitement in Greenwich. In fact, better, the lovely thing about the big half is that it finished at the Cutty Start because in the London Marathon the it's Cutty halfway. Start is a huge moment no it's a quarter of the way oh right yeah it's like, like after the first first uh, 10k first uh, miles and it's huge and it's brilliant but by the time you get to the end it's a long time ago you know? I had a quite dramatic experience towards the end in the fact that as we were approaching Greenwich from Deptford yeah crowds getting thicker and thicker and I felt I had a bit more juice in me so I, and I knew I was doing a much better time than I expected. I want to leave it all out there. Yeah, and also you've got that thing where you know you've gone off too fast, but you think, well, I can forgive myself now because I've held it to here. Yes, yeah. So I, I really upped the pace and put in a bit of a sprint Yeah. as we got past the, up the creek ah. comedy club. And um, there were, the crowd got bigger and louder. And then as we turned left for the finishing line, yeah. there were no crowds for that last 60 metres. Yeah. And that last 60 metres, I could, it was like I had not, like, I fell off a cliff. Yeah, yeah, that, you needed the crowd. Without the crowd, I was nothing. Wow, but it's joking, you're right, you had put it all out. Yeah. Also, I had my bath comedian the night before, <laughs> so I had driven home overnight yeah. and had about three hours sleep. Yeah. So <laughs> there was genuinely nothing in the tank at that point. That's the only downside, it's coming full circle, which is nicely timed, because uh, like you were saying, it's fitting, these events coming back is great, but it also means fitting running back into real life again. Yes. <laughs> which is, they uh, do tend to all be on Sundays, is that right? Uh, yeah, I mean, the big model for me is gradually becoming someone who can make it to Parkrun right. on a Saturday morning after... Right. You know, well, what would once have been 
definitely staying out drinking till two. Sure. And then in the end, you know, getting to bed, actually getting up and putting the clothes on and making it to the park run. That's when my that's when the great calibration of my life tipped over from comedy to running. <laughs> yes. So what about uh, what about comedy and work? What are you doing? What are you doing in real life? So yeah, it's back doing trying to fill your weekends. Yep. I'm very lucky that I have my little residency at the Backyard Comedy Club in Bethnal Green. Nice. So I'm there every Thursday, which is really great for writing new material and keeping yeah. yourself fit. Yeah. Um, especially at the moment where work is a little bit sparse. Uh, you don't want, you know, two weekends to go without having got up there. Yeah, yeah. So it keeps you match fit regardless of, uh, boom. Five, just, just over five miles. Perfect. Really you, nice. You don't... You do, so, yeah, I, I'm very lucky to have that as my little home. And, uh, yeah, and the Fridays and Saturdays I'm filling up with your comedy carnivals and your Ian Franklin's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah God, Bath Comedia was such a joy. Yeah, yeah. It was so lovely. What a great... Well, that's it's good to hear. I'm going to bet there soon. Yeah. We, were, we, were, uh, we were mainly uh, running... Uh, Less than ten minute miles there, which is uh, good. Good while, uh, while talking. Yeah, exactly. So. I, don't, I don't know if I approve. <laughs> but what was then going? And what was your uh, what kind of pace were you doing on uh, Sunday? And what was your half marathon time? Um, What's your PB to beat? Uh, one uh, one hour forty seven minutes and change. Brilliant. Um, so um, after I after I sort of like. Um, went out too fast and then beat my th- I realized if I could just keep the kilometer split starting with a four so it was bouncing around four minute between four minute 54 to four minute 59 yep. per kilometer mm-hmm. and I just didn't want that first digit to turn into a five yes that, right. w- that was what I was holding off that's good um, so I guess what I'll do well, I w- in the next one, it's just knock five seconds off that and make it 4.55 or something, you know? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those well, also, the time you want to go for, it's that classic thing of always wanting to get to the next line. Um, if you've got 1.47, you've got 1.45 there. You've got that two minutes. You want to, that's the What line. was so annoying is my Garmin said that I had a PB for the half marathon of 1.44. I knew it wasn't right because I'd started and stopped a stopwatch and I knew it was closer to 1.47-ish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, because it, because, you know, it's not pinpoint accurate. So it thought I'd done a half marathon about half a kilometre early. Yeah. So even though I only wanted to break two hours, the fact that there was two hours when I thought I'd done it in 144, <laughs> 147 <laughs> felt so like that's a huge... really <laughs> <laughs> That's deeply unfair. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> I've got over that now. Yeah, well done. Well done. You, and, and so you should. Well, nicely done. I am, uh, And thanks for this. I am, I'm aching, but in a good way. And it's all part of the... Tra- you see, I've got to keep... Yeah. Keeping the miles up. Yeah, with the, with the, the, the calendar you've put together, yes. two marathons and a half in one month. Yeah, in, in t- within two weeks, basically. Jeez. And that's in, yeah, less than a month from now. Feels good. My next big run, I'm going to run, I'm in Wales next week, and I'm going to run two Porthcawl Park Run. Run. And then do it and run back. Is that quite a hilly one? Yeah, I, 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 I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, b- it's by the sea, so I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we, we've said that it shouldn't all be about numbers, so I'm not going to ask you what, what, what numbers objectives, but what are your your bigger picture objectives for these two marathons and a half? Well, what I want to do, specifically from here, having really enjoyed that Vitality Big Half and taking it at quite a lick, I would like to not only manage 
to do all those runs and stay fit, but to feel ready on the start line of the Yorkshire Marathon, the last one, to right. do it fast. Right. And when I say fast, uh, not just yeah. whatever pace is available to me at that time. Uh-huh. But what, what it, it uh, <laughs> no, it's okay. What, uh, what, what is fast? What, what, what is your PB? What, well, it's what a fast course for me. So I've done it fast a couple of times. I've done it. I got my PB there, which was 3.14. Uh-huh. Uh, got, so I, I've done it impressive. in sort of, I think I, the first three times I did it were 3.14 and a couple around 3.20. Right. And then I got injured and came back and like, I'm only now finding my pace again. In the long game, my marathons all average out around three and a half. Right. And my half marathons all average out at around 135. Wow. And I am now sort of toying with getting back to that, that fitness. Right. So the dream, I suppose, in Yorkshire would be to go out there feeling fresh, run it well. The last couple of times I've done it, it's been more, it, it's been, they were both within seconds of three hours and 33 minutes. Wow. Or something like that, yeah. and uh, and uh, and but they were better run than any of those fast ones. Like I paced myself out more, I knew what I was doing more, I just enjoyed it more. Mm. And uh, so I suppose I'd like to get to Yorkshire and go sub three thirty. That's good. Like the old days. Yeah, like the old days. <laughs> <laughs> but this is me. Next week I'll be saying, yeah, yeah, I've cancelled all my runs. My legs falling off. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you do have to. You do have to. Um, yeah, you just have to be in whatever. You have to be in the. I'm trying to avoid uh, sayings like your truth or your your being in the moment. But you do have to, you know, when you leave the house, you can't leave the house doing PBs every day. And you know, you have to you have to pick your moments and and listen to your body and know yeah, when yeah. and know when you're fresh. And um, you know, the week the, the the week coming up to the because I'd never done a mass, thing, but I, you know, I understood the sort of prepare. You know, I'd done lots of competitive sport as a younger man, so but sort of like the trying to sort of like try not to drink any booze try, yeah. try, trying to get early nights just so that you're you're ready to do your best on that day yeah yeah not, not a week earlier stuff. <laughs> exactly exactly pitching uh, it right and that, that's uh, it, yeah and uh, the, getting there getting to, to being ready on the right day is all, all it's all about listening to your, your own your own rhythms yeah but then once you get out there you've got to listen to come. tonks and you've got to uh Make your legs go faster, you get there quicker. <laughs> you have no idea how often that flies through. <laughs> right, right, too. It's the best advice anyone's ever given. It's his next book. It's just not a really long book. I'm just getting these cormorants there by the Thames Barrier. And then it's the, I think the Thames Clipper is going to come through the gap. That's I think that should be the title of his next book. If you make your legs go round quicker, <laughs> you'll go faster. Well, he was talking the other day about us doing a running commentary calendar for next year. That's the advice in January. I think the other 11 months are just blank pages. <laughs> <laughs> I did really enjoy this book. It was really... Cause oh, it's I, I was uh, right when I first was getting back. It, I found it very uh, very encouraging and helpful. There it is. Yeah. Do you find the, uh, the fact that they call the Thames Clipper the Uber boat? I find it slightly... Yeah, I'm not happy about it. It does sound a bit like a, yeah. a, a U-boat, doesn't it? Although, of course, the U-boat is an unterboat. It doesn't go over. It goes... Uh, under, but still, it's, it yeah. sounds a bit. I th- feel so like the person who came up with that name was younger than I. Uh, <laughs> also, um, not that I lived through World War Two, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> but, but there was so much of it around when we were young. It felt like we did. That's it? right. I think it was yeah. like I think Britain. Did it felt like every summer was an anniversary of it's something. Amazing, isn't it? Between the bomb sites and uh, Dad's army and the occasional air raid sirens, yeah. what they were doing? What was 1978? For Christ's sake. <laughs> it was, uh, 
I seem to spend all of my childhood playing in uh, sort of pillboxes and <laughs> bunker sites. <laughs> With unexploded bombs and that kind of thing. Great days. With Paul Tonkinson and Rob Deering. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.